get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend Joey Vitale. Late but ne- better than never. Joey, how you doing today, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> Crazy crowd, crazy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, doing good. How are you guys today? Uh, we're doing really well. Hey, I want to bring you in a, on a conversation that we were just having. You may be surprised by this, Joey, but we were talking about the Blues goalie situation. What? Um, what? It, it, it turns <laughs> out that is a hot topic here in St. Louis. So we were looking at it, and we thought about it this morning. It reminds me a little bit of Jake Allen back in 2017. And Joey, I know you weren't the Blues analyst at that point in time, but maybe you remember kind of what was going on there. Allen was struggling and the Blues sent him home at the time and said, hey, just get a mental reset. And then down the stretch, Jake Allen was awesome that year. He finished the year 16-8-2, had a 9.35 save percentage, three shutouts. It seemed like that's all that he needed. He just needed to clear his head, get, get things right mentally to be able to get back on track. Is that what's going on with Bennington in your mind? Is this something physical, mental? What, what, what do you think has gone awry for him? And it's not that he's been terrible, but it just isn't the same Jordan Bennington that we expected. Well, yeah, no, I think that I think that he's just going through what what we're all going through, or we all do go through at times. You know, he's he's human after all, and and he is a human living uh, in the world that we're all living in. I mean, listen, guys, we're we're all, feel, all feeling uh, this and, and, you know, whether it be the pandemic or the struggles or, or whatever, you know, not being around uh, as many family or friends or being limited or having to leave, tell you what you can and cannot do. I mean, all this vaccination nonsense. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely crazy what, uh, what we are going to do on a daily basis. And then you have to highlight that into a hockey player who has to be um, so dialed in and so ready and so focused and playing a game on ice on razor blades while someone's trying to knock you off your block and take the puck from you. And then you take it a step further. Jordan Bennington is not only a hockey player, he is a goaltender who is the last man of defense where the, where the it's heightened pressure as it is, because when you make a mistake, everyone sees it. While when Colton Draco or Ryan O'Reilly make a mistake, you got four other guys on the ice uh, plus a goaltender to kind of back up any mistake you make. So at the end of the day, I, you know, I don't think we should be as um, concerned. I don't think we should be as, um, um, 
to a point of being like uh, critical to, to the degree where this is something that just uh, he's a human being and he's going to, he's going to go through and he will grow through this. And, and that's the good news. Cause I look at Jordan Bennington. I look at, I look at how far he's come in his career. When you develop six, seven years in the minors, there are so many growing pains and there are so many things uh, that he did go through already and adversity he's built up where he's got that kind of gumption now to, to face anything that comes his way. And I think this is just another hurdle. Uh, take all that in consideration. Plus the fact that all season long, He's kind of had this little uh, white elephant trailing around the, the whole year. What was that? It was well, I'm competing to be the Canadian goaltender for the Olympics. Now, we just recently heard that that wouldn't happen. Um, so now he's moving in a different direction. But that was another added added um, pressure as, as Carey Price basically subbed out for a long time. And, and, and Jordan Bainton became one of the front runners. So that, that's kind of going through his mind, too. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, there's, this, this division is really good. We've seen how competitive they can be. Even national predators who they beat the other night are, are going to be a team that we're going to be fighting with uh, to the very end. So there's a lot of terrific teams in this division right now. But, uh, but like BK, you said, sometimes, sometimes in life it, it is just that little reset, um, kind of recalibrate and kind of auto-correct itself where you just get back to the fundamentals, maybe you get more practice time, and then you watch. You observe so much more uh, being on the bench as well. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, I know that Jordan Bennington, after watching that Nashville game, uh, happy the team won. But there's, there's a fire. There's a fire starting to stir in his belly a little bit where he's starting to see that Billy Husso is, is starting to kind of take command of that net. That's going to get him fired up, and that's only going to push him to be better because that's that's essentially the, the character of this kid. Joe, we found out yesterday that some of these games are rescheduled, the ones that have been postponed, and the schedule shuffled around a little bit um, with no Olympics taking place. Do you feel like this is more or less beneficial for this Blues team to where they have still 12 days off? from the end of January to February 10th, but then they play games rather than having an extra two weeks off. I think, I think it's good. You know, it's, it's, listen, it's, it's good and bad. I mean, yes, the players would have loved to have three, three and a half weeks off. I, I played through an Olympic break when they, all the players went to Sochi. I remember, I mean, it was like we went to Disney World. We went to the beach. I went home to visit my family. I went to visit my wife's family. And I still had like a week before I needed even to be back on the ice. And that was even a week before even the players returned from Sochi because we practiced a little bit sooner. It, it is a long time. And it is nice to have that kind of extended break in the middle of the season. But look, I mean, if, if you look at the, if, if the break, of still what it is. I mean, a typical all-star break, you're looking about maybe four to five days on a typical year. I mean, the Blues trying to wrap up things, I believe at the end of February, they play the Winnipeg Jets on a Saturday afternoon. And then they'll return to, um, you know, basically two weeks later on uh, two Thursdays from then when they play the Devils at home. So back-to-back home games, there's no travel. And you're looking at um, quite, quite a bit of games. You're over a week and a half, actually, of completely day, complete days off where they still can get away a little bit. It's more than a typical all-star break, not quite as big as an Olympic break, but then you come back, but you got to really be encouraged by the way the rest of the schedule looks in February. I actually think the players um, would, would, would do very well from a hockey standpoint in it, where you're playing kind of every other day with a couple day break in between, you know, uh, the one silver lining to all this is the fact that uh, the season for the blues. Now that is the blues. It is, isn't as much condensed over the December, January and February months. It has been now been spread out to a way that uh, it's limited because it's going to limit injuries. It's going li- to limit exhaustion. And ultimately it's going to uh, limit wear and tear on the body, which we, we can see the benefit of down the road um, as we approach playoff time. Now a team like the Montreal Canadians, for example, uh, not that they, I don't think are in a position to make the playoffs and a lot can change, but I don't think, you know, they're certainly not one, but even look at the Calgary flames who are right there. Vancouver Canucks are starting to hum along. They're going to be pushed beyond their limit here as, you know, February, March, and April, continues to, to, to progress as they're going to, have to uh, reschedule so many games. So you even wonder like teams like that, Alex, if they make it to the very end, 
with all the games and how hard of a push it's going to be, are they going to have the horses to really get through the first round of the playoffs? I mean, it's a question that uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, find out. We're talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. You'll hear him on the call for Blues versus the Kraken tomorrow night. Pre-game with Alex at 8, puck drop for that one tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Joey, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about was Braden Shin. He was on the fast lane a couple of days ago talking about what's what went into his awesome game on Monday night against Nashville. Two goals, two assists, a plus four overall in that game. His line was buzzing from start to finish. And he basically said, listen, I- I'm finally healthy. He's, he confirmed that he had broken ribs he had an oblique injury because of overcompensation after that and he's been playing for basically 40 games where he just hasn't been himself now that he is and he's willing to play wherever is another thing that he said on the fast lane and right now the blues have him on the left wing with o'reilly and perron how much does that change things for the blues offensively we've seen them already be great this year if they get yeah. the blade and shin that we expected yeah. man what does that do for this team I was going to say, it does, it does a whole lot. I mean, you really just bring a whole other element to the table, you know, and before he got injured, listen, he was, he was the, uh, the bona fide, their second line centerman. Now I think that has been taken over by Robert Thomas. I actually don't think in the next couple of seasons, as long as they have Ryan O'Reilly and everyone's healthy, Braden Shen sees top six centerman minutes anymore. I think it's going to be either he's on the wing in the top six, or he's going to be okay with being down there on the third line center. Uh, that is just the credit of what Robert Thomas has does. And Braden and Braden certainly knows that. Yeah. I was really glad to hear uh, him the other day, acknowledge the broken ribs because it's something I've had to kind of be tight, tight mouthed about for a long time. As people ask me what's going on with Braden Shen, I was, we were in, I believe it was Chicago when I kind of gave him a little pat to the side as he was warming up, wishing him luck. And he's like, Oh, I go, what do you got? He's like, Oh, my ribs. Like, Oh man, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, I got a few broken ones. Like, Oh man, that's what's going on. He's like, yeah, keep it kind of quiet. I was like, all right, my bad. Um, so I hope I didn't add to the injury, but no, I was a little love tap. But listen, we, um, whether you had a, had a broken rib or you haven't had a broken rib, uh, people will tell you it's, they're, they're, they're miserable. You can't, you can't cough. You can't sleep. You can't sneeze. Um, you hardly can do anything. And anything around the diaphragm that puts pressure on those ribs um, from, from a breast standpoint, uh, really just it drives you nuts, let alone playing a hockey game where you're constantly getting pounded and hit. Um, I actually credit him for, for trying to play. I mean, again, I've had one broken rib. I think he had multiple. And the fact that he was still kind of showing up and playing in the lineup I think just shows uh, so much to his character. I think Craig Berube loved the character as well. I think at one point in the season, they, they decided, let's just take a little reset. Kind of what we're seeing with Jordan Benson. Okay, yes, you're out there, and yes, it's great, but I'd rather have you at 100% if we need to take you off for two weeks versus let's keep pushing this thing, and ultimately you're only 67% what you've been. And I think it was a great great decision by the health, the health uh, staff there in St. Louis, and then, of course, Craig Berube to make that decision because you see when, he, when he's healthy, it's all gears, all gears in the right direction. I mean, his feet were, his feet were lively. He was physically engaged and he's just very confident on the net. He's kind of got that uh, crazy nose for the net where he puts himself in a great position, gets his feet set on those two on ones the way he did. Uh, but he, but he plays with authority. He plays with aggression. He, even at that first goal in the second period, that two on one, you know, he could have gone back door on that two on one, but no, he's like, no, this is my puck. I'm going to bury him and go top glove. And that's, that's the kind of personality he is. And I think that's why why the team loves him so much, why Blues fans love him so much. And, and truthfully, at the end of the day, I've always said this, but Braden's always been a player that you always want to be on the bench with because he's, he's ready to drag everyone into the fight, whether that be with a hit, a goal, a uh, great shift, a uh, you know, big face-off win in the defensive zone, a block shot, and a penalty kill, whatever it is. He's, he's got a great sense for the game. Um, I played with Chris Kunitz, who won four cups. 
uh, not necessarily the best best player, the flashiest player, you know, decent goals and all that stuff. But but he always had a, a great sense of what the game needed, what my team needed. Uh, whether you were down and they needed a big hit, whether you were up and you needed a block shot, like he just. He's a very aware player. He knows all about the league. He knows all about the personnel and the players around him. Uh, super, super smart player. People don't give him enough credit for that as far as knowing all the, the nuts and bolts of the league and the players and the curves and everything else. But um, it's, it's certainly great to have him back and healthy because it's, uh, it's made this team a better, a better hockey team at the end of the day. He's Joey Vitale, a CBC legend and all-around great human being. He joins us each and every Thursday here on BK and Ferrario. Joey, always appreciate the time, man. We'll talk with you again next week. Thanks, boys. Hey, I appreciate it. Have a great day.